All right, guys, before we get started this week, I just wanted to read you a quick note from Chef John Bennell. Uh John Bennell was the first guest that we ever had on this podcast, so he holds a special place to me for that. Um, he's also a special contributor to our website um, with his monthly Q&A. Uh, but obviously, the entire restaurant industry is going through some tough times right now as we all deal with uh, the coronavirus. Um, so I just wanted to read you this quick note from him. These are uncertain and rocky times for everyone. The future is unclear. One thing I know for sure is that your local restaurants are all suffering. Chefs, cooks, servers, bartenders, hosts, and managers are all uncertain about their future at this very moment. Our industry is dying. Every event that we have planned has canceled. Sports bars no longer have any sports to offer. College hangouts are now without the colleges they depend on, and nobody has any answers as to when quote-unquote normal returns. I've been in contact with many other owners and operators, and we are all in the same boat. Our sales have evaporated, and we have no idea when or if they may return. We are all in the holding pattern, bleeding money, desperately trying to stay afloat long enough to see the other side of this massive panic. Please consider supporting your local food scene if you have the time and means to do so. Restaurants with a single owner, a sole proprietor, are running on fumes and need your help. No industry other than the medical community is more adamant about washing hands and cleanliness than the restaurant community. If you feel safe going out, please continue to support your local food scene before it's too late. We need you. I just want to add on there, one of the things that I've been doing is uh, buying up gift cards to some of my favorite local restaurants. I saw this idea online and and I think it's a great one. Um, The reason I'm doing that is kind of as a uh, little investment, a future investment for me, but then also um, a current little stimulus package for them. So I just encourage you guys to think about doing the same thing um, and whatever we can do to help keep Fort Worth the great food community that it is. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy this interview with Melvin Roberson. People understand what it takes, what others have been through, and they want to support that to help uplift those people who are taking that sacrifice. I didn't want to go to an event and just sell X amount of, you know, come prepare with X amount of Oreos, X amount of Sriracha Maple Bacon, or X amount of Bam Bam, and then people don't necessarily want that in that area. So I said, we dress and order so that limits our, our waste. And in my head, I'm like, man, this is, this sounds cool. I didn't know that that, that, that ended done. And um, I was like, I'm gonna be in this one day, but little did I know I was actually in that article. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Grange. I'm joined today by Melvin Robertson, uh, the owner and operator of Dome Boy Donuts. Melvin, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a uh, first on the podcast where we've had a guest who is a relative of another guest, I'm just learning. So, yep. uh, shout out David on that one. Yeah, my Uncle Dave. Yeah, he... Uh, Love that guy. He is, um, he's meant a lot to me over the years, and he's got me in the industry when I was a kid. Uh, he was a manager at Razoo's, and that was my first job, is uh, hosting and bussing tables at Razoo's, and led to me being an expo and going on from there. And uh, yeah, that's my guy. I, I rely on him a lot. So Cool. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, now maybe we'll get some other family member on to we'll just <laughs> yeah. keep it going. <laughs> uh, so you started off with a food truck in 2015, um, and that was kind of a part-time thing, right? You didn't even know you were going to be jumping into this full-time. Yeah. Um, 
did the food truck because I was uh, a kitchen manager at the keg steakhouse and bar and um, it was just a part-time thing and I wanted to do it I thought it was seemed cool and at the time there were no gourmet donuts in Fort Worth but I couldn't necessarily take that leap into um, doing it full-time I got a family my, my son Miles my oldest has special needs so um, insurance played a big factor in that and and just quitting and, and doing something like this full-time just wasn't an option so uh, yeah started with the food truck and kind of took off from there and I think it's cool because you did like you said like there weren't gourmet food or donuts um, in Fort Worth and you were kind of the exclusive donut place in Fort Worth for a while um, but was there concern on your end that like hey there's no other donut food trucks out there am I even making the right choice yeah big time uh especially <laughs> doing research we were like wait there's like two others in Texas <laughs> doing this and um, that's a good thing or there's a reason why there's yeah. only two so uh, one in Austin, one in Houston. Uh, the guy in Houston ended up shutting down after the hurricane hit. And uh, Austin has got a pretty big name one. So, um, And then now there are several here in North Texas. But you know, we're pretty proud to be the first gourmet donut food truck in North Texas. So, And, and how long did it take for people to uh, embrace the idea and get excited about it? It took a while, even to this day. Um, a lot of people will walk by and make the ugliest faces <laughs> when they read your menu. Or they'll see something and turn their nose up and... You're just like, come on, guys. But, uh, you know, I've always kind of, um, I've never been afraid to, to just kind of jump right into something. So seeing different food items and different concepts and, and different options never really scared me. So uh, just getting people out of their comfort zone has been um, a big part of getting them familiar with it. I, I really like that once you did decide to go full time with it, um, which was pretty quick after uh, starting the food truck. Um, but you and your dad were working on that truck together for two and a half years. Yep. Um, I think it's cool though. It was a family business yeah. uh, right from the beginning. Was it always meant to be that way? Or? <laughs> uh, yeah, not to this extent. I was I always hoped to have a staff and things like that. But, you know, being in donuts and these are more premium donuts, um, but it is a uh, volume based business and you got to sell a lot of donuts to, to make a big profit. So, um, at the time, we were we weren't selling a lot of donuts, yeah. so I needed my dad. It was more of a necessity. Uh, I was barely paying myself, and he wasn't getting paid at all. So um, it was just enough to break even, at least, just so we can pay 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 whatever fees or bills we had, or whatever we need to get into more events or rent or you know to buy supplies and things like that. So yeah. I'm assuming food trucks, one, are hot, regardless of what you're making, whether it's cold food or hot food. Uh -huh. uh, but when you're doing donuts, you've got your fryers. It's probably, you know, cooking in the Texas heat. Um, and you've got your dad with you. Was that, yeah. was that, were there any contentious moments there? Yeah, so it's extremely hot in the truck. And, and people, uh, why don't you have AC? You're like, okay, well, my window's open all yeah. day and first off and then you have bodies you have the fryer you have the proofer all that stuff and we do have a quote-unquote working ac but you know when everything's moving and everything's hot in there it's just, it's impossible um, unless you're literally right underneath it so i don't think i know one truck in texas that has air conditioning that actually functions so uh, i've seen people in tank tops and all sorts of things on the truck and i'm like uh, i mean i get it you know <laughs> what i mean but it's kind of like uh um but yeah, with my dad and I, he's not a food guy. So he came from the the city of Irving where he worked for 20 plus years and he retired in 2016. And and it was just like um, teaching someone how, you know, certain things yeah. about the industry that 
he had no idea about. I, I assumed it would come easier for uh, not just him, but a lot of our staff after the fact, because I never had an issue training people um, that, that didn't have any that that, that experience. But uh, it, that was a that was a big challenge just getting him up to speed. Yeah, uh, I know that um, I was reading one of your interviews. I forget if it was with uh, Dallas Magazine or, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were you were just saying that you wish that you had started off just doing brick and mortar right away. Um, what are some of the challenges of a food truck that people don't think about? Because I think right now, and, and maybe it's in part because of the movie Chef, uh, mm-hmm. but people kind of glamorize a food truck. And, yeah. and what are some of those things, yeah. those issues that people don't think about? Well, obviously the big one we just talked about is weather. Yeah. Um, that playing a big factor. And if, if it's hot, uh, people don't really want to stand out in front in a food truck, you know, and wait for food and things of that nature. If it's baking hot or even if it's freezing rain or just rain if it's super windy just the elements alone will deter people from stopping so um if you do have some sort of food truck like that then you need to uh be a little creative with how you can get food to those people that want to um to come and enjoy you um another one is location was a big thing um we were parked out in front of avoca on magnolia yeah and it was just so hit and miss, you know. Um, I thought, okay, we're, we have a permanent location now. People are going to come. They're going to light us up. And there's days when you'll sell five donuts and days where you might sell, you know, 200 donuts or 500 donuts. So um, you just never really know, um, in the beginning at least, how, how that's going to shake. Um, another thing is events. You know, a lot of events are duds. Um, sometimes you'll, you know, uh, a party planner or a host or whatever will say, Hey, come to my event. You know, it'll be X amount of people and you get there. That's a third of that or (laughs) less than that. Um, and then you have to factor if it's not a food related event, how many people were actually eat your truck? So we say 10%, 10% of that, um, attendance will actually eat. And then depending on the amount of trucks, how many people will actually in turn come eat at your truck. Yeah. So we try to be the only dessert vendor, but when we go out somewhere hot and you see, you know, everybody's favorite snow cone truck, you're just <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, they didn't say they would be out here. So um, that, that, that that puts a dent in it, too. But, uh, and you know, we try to, we try to, we don't like to be haters, you know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody's got, there's enough meat on the bone for all of us, but if there are certain events that we can do without any other dessert competition, we prefer to do that just so we can have that. But uh, I mean, who knows, man? It, it's it, it's hard. It's just super hard to gauge, and people go into it. Um, uh, the big thing. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing. Uh, like I said, people go into it thinking it's going to be a home run. People going to come. They're going to see my food and smell my food. They're going to come and you know beat the doors down. It's just not the case. So yeah, I that's interesting. I never really thought about. Oh, you know, food trucks might be out here and might actually not be getting customers. Yeah. You just don't think about that as a consumer yep. um, as much. So that's, that's interesting. Um, you did open your brick and mortar on Camp Bowie in 2018. Uh, did you always know that Fort Worth was going to be the location? Obviously, it's kind of where you had your food truck. But uh, did you ever have your site set on Dallas or was it always Fort Worth? Uh, in the beginning, it was Fort Worth. I was pretty um, pretty heavy lean for Fort Worth just because I live here yeah. uh, at a convenience. And just because um, with... Um, the relationships that I built um, in the city with other entrepreneurs, other food trucks, and other foodies and things like that, um, it just kind of grew and grew, and I just knew that this was a place for me. So, and and you had said uh, again in, in that same interview, uh, you had mentioned Fort Worth supports Fort Worth more than anything I've ever seen. Is your direct quote? Yep. What did you mean by that? I thought that was a kind of neat quote. It's it's neat. Um, a lot of the people here in town, if you go, it's kind of it's kind of. 
I don't want to say cliquish, yeah. but it kind of is. So if you go to a certain event, um, say I didn't go, but like uh, Teenies, their um, their soft opening or whatever it was uh, a few weeks ago or a week ago, um, you just knew there were going to be certain people there. You know what I mean? You can always count on those people being there for you. So um, and a friend of mine, uh, Sarah Hooten with Hotbox Biscuit Club, it's like, you know, she said, hey, come by, I can get some biscuits. And it's like, I always know that anytime I go in that area, I'm going to see certain people yeah. in certain places or in her in her, her restaurant and things like that. So um, it's it's a, I think people underst- understand what it takes, and what others have been through, and they want to support that to help uplift those people who are taking that sacrifice. So yeah, it's, it's really neat. And that's one of the cool things, you know, I've always found in Fort Worth is, um, you know, you're not the first donut shop that's been on the podcast. We've had multiple coffee yeah. um, locations or restaurants or whatever, but they are always talking positively of these other places. Sure. And, and there's always, um, if one does well, we all do well. Absolutely. Mentality, Absolutely. Is, I think it is pretty unique. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's community, not competition. And, you know, the other donut folks, you know, I'm happy for them. We're always... Um, friendly you know what yeah. i mean there's i don't have anything bad to say about them or their product or anything like that so um you know they have their area and i'm, I'm assuming they're doing well and you know we have our own area and again there's meat on the bone for all of us if another one or two or three were to pop up i'm sure there would still be meat on the bone yeah and you know just as long as the city is being served i don't have a problem with anything so and and you've kind of experienced that i guess you know through your business experience and, and your time um, with the store open but when you were first starting you know, when you were starting the the donut food truck, there was a concern of, do people even want this? Yeah. But now there are legitimate locations and you're opening up your brick and mortar. Were you concerned about actually getting people to the space? Absolutely. Um, just knowing that it was such a struggle to kind of get our footprint out in, uh, with the food truck, um, that was definitely a concern. And when we opened, uh, we had some folks come through, and then, but it wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, but I think in turn, as people have come to the word has gotten out in the articles and other things of that nature, that it's it's really, really grown, which, yeah. is, which is good. So and I think all things like that take time. Uh, I was expecting it to take a little bit of time. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I couldn't be. I'm not mad at this point. So, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think sets you guys apart? Um, so, like, you know, we talked about the competition and I think that's something that um, um you have to find creative ways to do things differently. So going back to the food truck, um, I had this Krispy Kreme style uh, like mantra and I wanted to have this hot, fresh donut and people always were a big fan of the hot now sign or fresh now or whatever it says. So I was like, man, if we can fry our donuts, if we can serve them hot, um, that would be such a home run Um, because it is, it's my recipe. Um, I went in the beginning, I was trying out several different recipes and I combined a lot of them and my uncle, my uncle David and his wife, um, gave me some pointers to come to make my own specific recipe. You can't find it anywhere else. So, um, having that fresh donut rolled, cut, fried in the truck, um, and, and dressed to order. Um, that's, you it's, it's so like hard to describe, but it's yeah. like to bite into a fresh donut that was just fried with the glaze. The glaze is warm also. It's running down the donut. It's running down your fingers. It's all on your face and your beard, on your shirt, all that stuff. Um, it's 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 indescribable. So that's our thing. So And also being on the truck, I didn't want to 
go to a an event that say, hey, you know, we have 500 people and I make, you know, five or 600 donuts and yeah. then I sell, you know, a handful of them. Or I didn't want to go to an event and just sell X amount of, you know, come prepare with X amount of Oreos, X amount of sriracha maple bacon or X amount of Bam Bam. And then people don't necessarily want that in that area. So I said, we dress in order so that limits our, our waste. And uh, if we're throwing anything away, we're just throwing away just a plain, we call them naked donuts. So yeah. we're throwing away naked donuts and we're not throwing our toppings in the trash as well. So, so are you able to still do that at the brick and mortar location? Yep, absolutely. We you do. Are? Yep. We roll cut and fry in small batches and we just kind of monitor the, uh, the traffic and the flow. So um, they are served warm, not as warm as on the truck. It's a, yeah. different, it's a different proofer, but uh, we dress them to order as well. So a big part is just educating educating our guests that this is what we're about and how we are different because a lot of people don't make their donuts from scratch or um you know they just you know they're sitting in a case or sitting on a speed rack or whatever the case may be so um having that different business model has definitely stood out to a lot of people yeah and i think that it is so noticeable and um it's kind of cool because i think in almost any other area of food you're not going to go to like a steak restaurant and take a pre-made steak that's been sitting there right, right. so um, it just makes a lot of sense that people would want their donuts fresh and want them hot and there is that difference and you can taste that difference and, sure you know i think it's really cool that you guys are doing that um i'm a pretty plain donut guy and yeah. unfortunately i like my chocolate glazed donut and <laughs> yeah. that's about it yeah. um but i'll try other ones like i like the maple bacon and, mm-hmm. and some of the or your sriracha bacon is, is mm-hmm. good as well um, what are some of your favorites and what are some of the ones that you've had to convince people to actually try? So the sriracha maple bacon is hands down my favorite donut. That's okay. my baby. Um, and in the gourmet donut scene, everybody's got a maple bacon bar or a maple bacon donut. And I just wanted ours to be a little bit different. Um, not everybody is, um, uh, can tolerate the heat, which is fine. But we wanted to have that sweet and heat balance, which... Another thing that differentiates us from our competition and from everyone else is that we have this, but there's there's a kick to it. You know what I mean? There's there's something a little bit different about it. Um, that's the big one. Um, other than that, I would probably say, oh, man, maybe we don't carry sprinkles either. So the Bam okay. Bam Donut is our sprinkle donut. It's a cream cheese glaze with fruity pebbles on top. Um, and again, just to be different and. You can go get a sprinkled donut anywhere, and I just want to have items that you can only get at Doughboy Donuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, have there ever been any that you thought were going to be amazing, and they just did not come out good? Yeah. So, I had this dream for some vegan topping, and it was a chocolate avocado glaze, <laughs> and uh, that was quickly next. Really? <laughs> it was pretty terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There, there are some other ones that were pretty good that... Uh, guests didn't necessarily like and I'm like man how do y'all not like that yeah. but they're like oh you know we gotta try it so we rotate our, our flavors um, every month so we come up with three to four different new, new flavors so um, and we try to be different and you know edgy and all that stuff to, to get more people to come back in and try it again but uh, it's always hit and miss when you have one like that uh, I think uh, strawberry basil is one that that's one of the OG's from the truck but it um we do that in February and sometimes in March as well. Um, that's a home run in February. Everyone loves a strawberry basil donut because those strawberries are in season and, and that's that's right at the right time. So Yeah. 
Um, are there any new flavors we should be looking out for? Yeah, so we are finally doing filled donuts. Um, okay. Took forever, but we're finally there. So um, this month we have a banana pudding donut. Nice. So it's got a uh, banana liqueur and infused glaze with, with real bananas as well. Uh, and it's got the uh, banana pastry cream and some new wafers, fresh bananas on top. Uh, next month we're going to do a PB and J. So uh, cool. yeah, we yeah. try we try to do a lot of things from scratch. So uh, pastry creams. Glazes, dough, all that stuff from scratch. Even a lot of our toppings are from scratch. Um, but yeah, working on a jelly right now to get that to the right consistency and flavor so we can do a peanut butter and jelly next month. If, if I'm not getting chocolate glaze back home, I'm getting a, a jelly, like a cinnamon sugar jelly donut. Yep. And, but I love peanut butter and jelly. You know, I'll yep. definitely be trying that. Oh, yeah. Um, why is it that the fillings for the donuts were tougher than, you know, just making the regular donut? What took you so long on that? Uh, you know, a lot of it was just... We're picky, and we don't want to settle for a lot of different things. Like, like for, we don't we don't have cake donuts yet, and that's another big yeah. thing that is a missed opportunity. That, um, but it, it just takes time. You know, all those good good things come to those who wait. You know, all that <laughs> thing. But uh, uh, we just want to get it right and make it a home run, and make sure that we test and uh, test it to the max um especially when we do donuts the way we do them um when they're warm and hot and made you know dress order and all that it's, there's a lot of different variables if we were just making them in the morning and letting them sit out or whatever it'd be different but we need to figure out how we're going to glaze them can can we still hold them will they still be warm does that dry them out you know how long will they be able to be held and there's a lot of different variables that go into it so um scaling up the batches and how often do we fry them and you know, because we don't we don't mind running out of things, but we prefer not to, especially in the beginning. So if we're frying cake donuts or even just our regular yeast raised donuts throughout the day, it's like you you want to have a method to that, and so that people aren't waiting too long in the lobby or you know that's another thing. People don't yeah. like to wait; they're not used to waiting for donuts. It's mm-hmm. put them in a bag, run out the door, and you're good to go. But um, yeah, and if anyone's listening and thinking I don't want to wait for a donut, you know, once you try them, it's worth the wait. Because <laughs> uh, I, I was actually in the same boat when I first went to Doughboy. Um, I'd been to your food truck before. Mm-hmm. And with the food truck, I think no matter what the food is, you kind of expect to wait. Sure. Um, and I, I went uh, to uh, the brick and mortar, and I was a little bit confused. I was like, oh, why is the donuts not ready? You know, we're yeah. sitting here waiting, but totally worth it. Yep. Um, and when you get that nice hot donut, it, it's really... It makes up for it. Absolutely. Um, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think you know, uh, if we do have a next location, then it will be um, a little more open so people can see the process. Uh, yeah. A lot of it is educating those guests. And, you know, if they were able to see, that would be, you know, less verbal. We would have to give them because they'd be able to see with their eyes. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people don't know how donuts are made also. So even me, I didn't know. I thought they were baked or something like that. But yeah. they're, they're fried. So we fry them in a, in a shortening and... Um, yeah, I think if people were able to see that process, it would give them a lot of clarity. Yeah. And you don't just have the brick and mortar. You do a lot of, it seems like you do a lot of um, events with uh, different locations. And how, how do those come about where you're doing like a pop-up event uh, sure. with different chefs? Sure. Um, it's just, hey, you know, you see them out in public and you're like, hey, we got to do this, we got to do that, or have an idea, or 
you'll get a text or, you know, Instagram message, hey, how can we collab? And then you try to think of something creative to do um, off the wall. Like last weekend, we did a donut burger with Bricks Barbecue. Oh, that's awesome. How'd that come out? It was really good. Actually, I didn't get a chance to get one. I'm so upset. Really? Yeah. (laughs) My family and I, we went out of town for a few days and uh, I was just like, man, I really, really missed out on that. (laughs) But uh, we did a glazed donut with with his uh, smash burger. So uh, it had his cheese and all his little sauce and all that stuff. So it uh, looked looked incredible. He said it was a home run. So... um, yeah, we do that. Um, we've done stuff with Gypsy Scoops as well, the ice cream. Um, if we do, um, if I give her donuts for for her location, or, or I, I take on ice cream to do something for an event, uh, we did pop ups with Hot Box Biscuit Club. Um, we got a few other things in the works. So I think the sweet and savory is kind of the route we're taking. So yeah. the more sweet and savory things we can do, then I think we'll be good. Cool. Um, so. Uh, well, I, I want to get to the personal level here in, in just a second, but I got to ask, like, are you sick of donuts? I mean, you do donuts all day, yeah. every day. Are you sick uh, of them at this point? It depends. And I am till I'm not. And then you never know you are till you walk over and you're like, hey, you know, I'm going to have a donut hole and eat a little bit of sugar. And then you end up eating like a dozen or <laughs> turn into two. But, and there, there are days when uh, I'll make some and or I'm dressing them and I'm like, man, I'm going to make me a a donut, but usually, like you said, you you like plain chocolate or whatever. I, yeah. I just go for a chocolate or a glaze, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and sometimes I don't eat the whole thing, but but then again, there's that one day when I might knock down four. So yeah, uh, it's yeah, it it comes and goes for sure. Okay, yeah. and I mean, it's good to, that you still enjoy your own product. Absolutely, so that, that speaks to it. Absolutely, um, but yeah, on a, on a personal note, you were named uh, one of 13 Fort Worthians to watch um, in 2019 by Fort Worth Magazine. Yeah. Um, what does that mean to you, you know, to be recognized like that after just being in business for four years? It really, really took me by surprise. Um, I had someone send it to me, but I didn't actually know that I was in it. And in my head, I'm like, man, this is, this sounds cool. I didn't know that that, that, that had been done. And um, I was like, I'm going to be in this one day. But little did I know I was actually in that article. <laughs> and um, just That's to cool. be in there with those other names, it was just... Uh, I can't even put into words just to know that people are um, watching and paying attention and seeing the work that we're putting in and and understand our vision and the product is just I don't know it's it's awesome yeah, yeah. It, I mean it seems I would love to be in that you yeah. know I think that's that's really cool yeah uh, so congratulations thank on you. that thank you now how do you follow up in 2020. You know, you had that big weight on your shoulders here in 2019, and yeah. does it just all go downhill from here? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just being, just keep being innovative and pushing the envelope a little bit. And I think gourmet donuts aren't just, um, it's meant to be an envelope pushing type thing. So coming up with new flavors and new ideas and being creative and those collaborations that you mentioned and Things of that nature, just keeping that going and figuring out new ways to, to get people in the door. That's pretty much it. And the catering and the wholesale and um, the special events and the food truck, all that stuff. It's just, um, yeah. So you guys are still rolling with your food truck? We still got the food truck yeah, going. Cool. We do weddings, uh, birthday parties, corporate events, bar mitzvahs, anything you name it, we've done it. So Cool. 
Uh, well, if you want to just take a minute now before we wrap up uh, to promote Doughboy, uh, let everyone know where you can find them on social media, uh, where your locations are. You know, this will be out next Tuesday, so where okay. um, some locations will be on uh, for the food truck and, and all of that. All right, so Doughboy Donuts, we are um, uh, 4910 Camp Bowie. We are directly across Camp Bowie from the original Kincaid. So if you're listening, the odds are you know exactly where that is. <laughs> um, come on in. We're open. We're closed Mondays and Tuesdays where we're open until noon during the week uh, and on Sundays and 1 p.m. on Saturdays. Saturdays we have a live jazz uh, jazz pianist that plays from 9 a.m. to noon. So it's nice to come in and sit down and enjoy the, the sweet sounds. And there's a lot of space to sit. It's very comfortable. There's a lot so. of space. Yes, sir. We got uh, Wi-Fi, hot coffee, a lot of, lot of comfortable seating and things like that. So come by and bring your family. Uh, yeah, everything's dressed to order, um, made, made from scratch in house, my own recipe. Yeah, we really try to... Yeah, come on and see what the difference is. Yeah. Come see what the difference is. Yeah, and and where on social media? And yes, people find you. Uh, Facebook Doughboy Donuts, and on uh, same thing for Instagram as well. Doughboy Donuts. Cool. That's well, it. Well, Melvin, thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate yep. your time. Thanks for having me. That interview was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Located on Camp Bowie Boulevard, the Culinary School of Fort Worth is helping future chefs pursue their dreams every single day. You can reach out for more information or to schedule a tour on their website at csftw.edu or you can reach them by phone at 817-737-8427.